0: Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast, where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in Scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you, grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read Scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak, and let's remember this. Good morning. It is Holy Week. And I am excited to be continuing in Mark with you all as we prepare for Easter. Um, but if you are listening along later, just know that's kind of the timeline of where we're at. But I just want to share a little bit. Um, as I was kind of preparing and planning this whole series out and this um, you know, devotional and podcast and schedule and all of those things, I went back and forth and back and forth of do we follow along, you know, Holy Week events day by day, or how do we do this? Um, But I really landed on we're a little bit ahead right now. So we're not talking about the exact events that would have happened in the exact timeline or anything like that, simply because there's just so much. And I'm like, I can't cram it in a few days. So that's why last week, we were talking about the Last Supper, even though technically during Holy Week, that wouldn't have happened yet. So all of these things. So just so you know, we're not like lining up perfectly. Um, a part of that was intentional because I just felt like there was too much in here that I did not want to skip through, but I really wanted to slow down for some of these stories. So today we're going to be reading in Mark chapter 14 in verse 43, and we're going to read all the way through 65. I'll read that to you, um, but I'm just going to share then just a few things that I was reminded of as I was reading this scripture. And um, as we do this again, I think it's important for us to recognize that we're all listening to this from different places. Some of you, maybe you're hearing these stories for the first time and you're gonna have so many questions and I encourage you, you know, reach out. I'd love to talk more, reach out to a friend that um, you can maybe ask these questions to of what's happening, what do you, what do you not understand, right? Like highlight those things, circle those things, ask the Lord those questions through prayer. Um, But if you have heard these stories be- before and you've read the gospels a lot, it can be really easy to just, not see things anymore and to just go, well, I know it all, (laughs) right? I've heard these things. I know what's happening and we can just completely let it wash over us without ever really receiving anything from the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you to really take a minute and to just say, God, would you show me something new? And even if it's not new in the sense of you've never seen it before, just new of like, do something new in me today. Help me to receive what I need for this day from you. So Holy Spirit, would you speak through these scriptures? We pray. Mark 14:43 says, and immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priest and teachers of the religious law and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a, ber- a signal, a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus, Rabbi. He exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Jesus asked them, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why don't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill the scriptures, what the scriptures say about me. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. One young man following behind was clothed only in a long linen shirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. They told Jesus to the high priest they took Jesus to the high priest's home where the leading priests, the elders, and the teachers of religious law had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and went right into the high priest's courtyard. There he sat with the guards warming himself by the fire. Inside the leading priests were the entire council. They were trying to find evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they couldn't find any. Many false witnesses spoke against him, but they contradicted each other. Finally, some men stood up and gave this false testimony. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands, and in three days, I will build another made without human hands. But even then, they didn't get their stories straight. Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. Then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Why do we need these witnesses? You all have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they all cried. He deserves to die. Then some of them began to spit at him, and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Prophesy to us, they jeered, and the guards slapped him as they took him away. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us through these scriptures? Would you reveal to us what it is that we need to receive from you on this day and what it is that we need to Remember, we ask this, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, so we kind of have two different things happening here. We have Judas when he betrays Jesus, and then we have when Jesus is taken before the council. And essentially, they can't find anything to accuse him of. So we see that it's like they're coming up with these stories. They're coming up with these things. And um, at the end of it, Jesus declares, he says, I am, I am the son of man seated high in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Uh, there's two just like funny things that I, I love about this passage is one in verse 52. I think it's so funny when it talks about um, one young man or 51 and 52 being clothed in the linen shirt. And then the mob tried to grab him. He slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. Like that's just such a funny insert in scripture to think about. And I always laugh when I read those and I'm like, "What? What's going on here? Like why is this happening?" And then at the end you see like it says that the high priest is tearing his clothing. And and this is just like an interesting thing I noticed today in the scriptures where I'm like, "He's also just so overcome that he's tearing his clothing." I'm like, "What is going on with all this clothing?" And but that's just like you can feel the intensity of these situations that's what i felt like i was reminded of and like one it's kind of funny to have that in scripture but two like the intensity like this man was running so fast it was such an intense moment that they're trying to grab him and he just runs away without any clothing on and then the high priest later it's so intense that he just starts ripping his own clothes like these are just wild things that are happening here in these passages but i think it it plays in and gives us a little glimpse into the intensity of what's happening So growing up, I did grow up in the church in Sunday school, you know, you'd always hear about Judas and I was always like, how could Judas do that? How could someone betray Jesus, especially when you know Jesus and you've walked with Jesus and all of these things. But today I'm reminded of the reality that we've all been there too. We've all been at some point unloyal, unfaithful and betrayed Jesus in the same way Judas did. He was a disciple of Jesus. He was his friend. And it can be so quick to judge him without realizing the ways in our life that we still are unfaithful to Jesus, that we still break his trust. And when you think of it that way, of, of betrayal as something of being unloyal and being unfaithful and breaking trust, you can realize how easy that we can do that. How easy that we can be people that break the trust of Jesus you see Judas was someone close to Jesus. And so Jesus trusted him with relationship, right? He trusted him with intimacy. He let him into all parts of his life and Judas betrayed him. And this is a horrific moment. It's a heartbreaking moment to see of what are the things that was driving Judas to do this? You know, was it all just too much? Like, I think like, yes, you know, the money or this or that, but did it all just get too much? And he just thought, I got to get out of this. Like, I have to get out. Like, this is too much. Believing in someone who says that they're going to leave and they're going to come back again and, and I don't know what's going on. Did it just become too much? And so he just found it an out. And the out was to betray Jesus and to break his trust and to essentially turn him over to the council to where he would be beaten and eventually crucified, as we're going to see How many times in our lives have we found ourselves in those places where it's just too hard and we're just looking for an out and Jesus has trusted us and we've trusted Jesus, but we just can't do it anymore because it just seems too wild. It seems too mysterious. It's going to require too much loyalty, too much commitment, too much sacrifice, too much faith. And so we find an out and we betray Jesus. I'm reminded of that today and to take time to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal into my heart in what ways, even now, am I breaking the trust of Jesus? Am I not being faithful with the things that he has asked of me, that he has trusted of me? And then reading on later in verse 62, when um, Jesus is saying, I am, and he's He's telling them, yes, I'm the son of man and I am going to be seated I am seated at this place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds to the heavens. Jesus was declaring who he was to these people, and they're still saying that he's guilty. But what I love about what's happening before this too, when he's before the council, is that they're coming at him with all of these different things. And it says in verse 60, the high priest stood up before the others, and he asked Jesus well, aren't you going to answer these charges all these things that people are accusing you of what do you have to say for yourself jesus was silent in that moment and he made no reply jesus was silent even this i wonder could this be a prophetic moment of the power of silence the power of keeping quiet and not rushing to words, rushing to be defensive but knowing that there can be power and being silent in this moment Jesus didn't feel the need to go on and to come up with and defend himself and do all of these things but instead he waited for the next question are you the Messiah the son of the blessed one to which he said I am I am there was power in that silent moment of Jesus saying that I don't I don't have to speak these words to explain myself but rather i'm going to show you in a few days who i really am and i think of when we talk about from good friday to sunday and that silent saturday of where everybody is going he's where is jesus the world's silent like there's nothing happening jesus is dead clearly he's not the messiah and then he's raised back to life and he's like well what are you going to do with this now in the same way jesus in this moment he's silent and he's like i don't have to explain myself Rather, I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you that I am the Messiah. This is a powerful moment that is happening. These are powerful stories to reflect on. And there's so much more to get here. So I want to encourage you to spend time today, whether you're reading them for the first time, or you have heard these stories and read them a million times and ask the Holy Spirit to show you new things take time to repent and ask where have you betrayed Jesus where have you related to Judas ask for that forgiveness and remember the power that Jesus demonstrates in the way that he de- doesn't doesn't meet the crowd where they are in trying to defend himself but rather he is remains silent in those moments giving us a glimpse of the power that sometimes silence can be that silence rooted in knowing who we are in Christ Jesus And not giving in to feeling that we have to prove ourselves, but rather show the power of God, sometimes in our simple silence. I hope this was encouraging to you. The Lord was able to speak something new. Keep going back. Ask the Lord, what do I need to receive and what do I need to remember?